What is up, fam? Welcome back to the Main Pursuit Podcast. I'm so excited today to welcome Jordan Whitmer, the director, and you actually founded both How to Life Movement and Z Conference. Yes, yes. I'm the founder and CEO of the How to Life Movement, a movement that started six years ago when I was in high school. And, uh, and then the Z Conference most recently when we planned an, uh, an event that just took place last weekend. So when we think of Gen Z, specifically the demographic of that generation and, and our generation, both of us um, specifically, I think a lot of the phrases or the phrase that seems to get put is Gen Z needs Jesus. How true is that based on your experience ministering as a Gen Z to Gen Z and to the generation generation coming after? Yeah, I mean, that phrase is so true, Jacob. It's, and it's unfortunate because as few as 4% is what the statistics shows that the Barna group came out with recently, that only 4% of teenagers in the United States have a biblical worldview. And that's pretty sad because that means that less than one out of every 20 young people in the United States today truly know what it means to follow Jesus and that the high majority do not know Christ and are living their lives every day without Jesus. And I know for me and for you, Jacob, we couldn't imagine one day without Christ, much less every day and ultimately eternity. And that's where a lot of young people are today in our country and around the world. And I realized that six years ago when I was in high school. And that's when I and some of my friends came together and said, you know, what if we could plan an event to reach our friends for Christ? And we planned a student-led event. We called it How to Life. And this How to Life event started with just a few kids around my dining room table that had a vision to want to see our community impacted for Christ. And slowly but surely, it grew to about 13 people, then to about 55 people, to about over 200 people that were promoting this event, and then 750 people that came to the event when it actually happened on March 11th of 2015. And the event itself consisted of students sharing their stories about the difference that Jesus has made in their life, students leading worship, students doing drama skits, students uh, airing some videos. And then we finished that night with a presentation of the gospel. And there were about 75 young people and teens that were there that came to know Jesus at an event led completely by teenagers. Because we realized that an event put on by teens will make a big impact if it's all led by teens, teens reaching teens. Uh, normally, that's a bad thing. <laughs> the teen, the fact that teens have so much influence over their friends uh, and that they're the number one voice in the life of other teenagers. But in this case, we thought it'd be a good thing to be able to have an event led completely by teens. And we saw that happen that night with so many teens that came to know Christ, so many teens that led boldly and made a difference. And following that event, that's how the How to Life movement started to spread around the United States. Now we've, in just a few short years, in six years, as of this recording, we've had 86 How to Life events in wow. 20 states and five countries around the world, including in the UK, Germany, France, and Mexico. And in each of these places, there's young people, teenagers that have risen up saying, hey, we want to do something to reach our friends for Christ. We want to plan an event. We want to have an initiative here to uh, bring the hope of the gospel to our generation. And, and, and that's what is hopeful here, because there's so much negativity. There's so much bad stuff that is going on with Gen Z, because as you said, Gen Z needs Jesus. And that is so true. 
It's true in my region where I grew up. It's true in your region where you grew up. There just doesn't seem to be a lot going on with the next generation for Christ in in many cases. Uh, But there thankfully are a lot of young people that do know Jesus in this country and around the world. And when they come together for the gospel and plan events and lead Bible studies and share the gospel with their friends, uh, it really is remarkable what, what God can and has been doing in Gen Z and gives me a lot of hope for this generation. We always need, we always need hope in, in this world. And, and when we think of generations, past generations, the generations now, when we have to minister to generation, we have to switch how we minister sometimes. Each generation presents a different challenge. As Gen Z and you and I both again being Gen Z, what are some good ways either people that are Gen Z trying to minister to those that that demographic or people that are older, how can they minister to Gen Z? How can they effectively do that? I mean, ministering to Gen Z, it's different. We're a technology generation that is so different than anything previously. Absolutely. I'd say that when it comes to Generation Z, it's a, it's a fascinating new generation with so much going on in terms of technology. We're the first generation to grow up with smartphones, like from, yeah, like I know for me, I got my first iPhone in eighth grade. Now people get their iPhone in third grade and, uh, and up. And that's like the day and age in which we live. You have kids growing up on iPads. I grew up on a PC still back when we played <laughs> games on that, but now you have kids that are growing up with iPads and they're from like birth and up and that I, whatever someone's view is on that. It's wacky and crazy that we're in that sort of world, but just things are changing. The times are changing. We live in a different world, and and that is leaving an effect on Generation Z. Gen Z is very affected, usually for the negative, by social media. Uh, It's affected very uh, negatively by the the day and age in which we live. We've lived through some very divisive times politically. We've been living through some very uh, crazy times this year with the, the pandemic, and and what's been emerging out of all that is just a, a lot of hopelessness, brokenness, uncertainty, anxiety, uh, depression from Generation Z in a way that is kind of unlike any generation before, at least for a while, if not ever, I'm sure, and ever. So there's kind of this sense that there there's a very new need to minister to Gen Z. And I'd say... If you're a young person, it's great because if you are Gen Z, you have a voice to Gen Z. Gen Z listens to Gen Z and you can rise up and you can plan events. You can plan small groups. You can make a difference on social media. You can make a difference one-on-one and you can find ways to minister to your friends. And that's what I'm a huge advocate of is seeing Gen Z reach Gen Z and empowering Gen Z to reach Gen Z. But if you're an adult, I would encourage you to uh, first off, to 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 do exactly that, to try to empower Gen Z to reach Gen Z, because uh, that's one of the best, most effective methods. However, if you are an adult and you're ministering to Gen Z, I'd say uh, be encouraging, be uplifting, be help, kind of realize the re- the reality of where people are at. With everything that we do, we have to approach things starting with where they are at, where the generation is at, and. Uh, and by focusing on those authentic things and, and ultimately sharing the gospel, talking about the hope that we have in Christ and, and being real, not not being fake, not trying to avoid the hype. It's not a time to be like, 
hey, yeah, Jesus this, Jesus this. No, just explain who is Jesus? Who is he? What did he do for you? And why should he uh, be there for me? So so those sorts of things and being genuine about who Jesus is, what he's done in your life and what he can do in their life is is incredible. And that's often all that it takes is is, is being genuine, approaching things and not shying away from the gospel and the hope that comes through the message of Christ. I always love seeing people that are being vocal with that. And, and you don't have to sit there and, and do a whole sermon. And sometimes it's just throwing on a, a Bible verse every now and then it, it can have such an impact on, you know, you never know who is going to read it. And I, and you and I kind of mentioned before, when we think of this from the men's perspective, we think of, um, we have so many great men's leaders, so many great guys that are in Gen Z that are proclaiming Christ, that are leading groups, that are ministering, and yet there's still less than there are women in this range. How do we as men effectively reach men that are our same area? I mean, men are just not as vocal on Instagram or social media as women are. They're, they're, they honestly are harder to reach. How do we, how do, we do this? That's a, another amazing question. And I, I think when it comes to comes to that dynamic, it certainly is no surprise anymore that we, we kind of are living in an age when uh, females, women are leading much more boldly. They're much more usually willing to take the lead and take a stand, especially in the, in the church. I, I don't know who said it, but someone said something along the lines about one for every one guy, Christian guy in the church is like four girls. That's kind of where we're at nowadays. And, and that's really sad that it's that low for, for guys. And yeah, I would just say that if you are a Christian guy, be bold, step up, make your voice heard, lead, know that you can make a difference. Because I know there are a lot of Christian guys, they just kind of shy away maybe from the leadership. And, and obviously there's people can unpack that deeply in terms of the generational how this led to this and led to people not wanting to accept responsibility as much like it has been traditionally there's ways you can break that down there's tons of science and psychology and sociology that goes into that but i just say the bottom line is be bold for christ empower others find men reach out to men have small groups take them under your wing share the gospel with them encourage them point them to uh, the Lord and uh, help and just kind of start with that. And obviously there's a lot more we could probably go into on that, but that's just kind of my simple encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anything that you can say to someone can be more than what has probably not been, not been said, but on this podcast, obviously it's called main pursuit. And really the purpose is pursuing Christ with everything that we do kind of, I guess, as just a final thought, is there anything you would want to leave for people that are Gen Z that are trying to minister to people to push them towards Christ? Yeah. I mean, we live in a world that is broken and dying and, uh, and we have to remember that we have to remember that there is a need all over. I want to share a few verses from scripture that I usually really love to share in this sort of context. One is first uh, Timothy four twelve. This is a very common verse you've probably heard many times, but, but we have to take it to heart. And that's kind of the thing. Many verses in the Bible we've heard many times, but we haven't truly taken it to heart. First Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the other believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and impurity. And I think that's huge. We 
and Paul's commanding us there to to not let anyone look down on us to basically be like, no, we're going to lead. We're going to make a difference. We're going to step up. We're not going to let someone tell us that we can't step up and lead. At the same time, we have to remember how we do that. It's by setting an example in speech and how we talk, in love and how we love others, uh, in speech and love, in faith and in purity. And those are all areas that we all really need to grow on. So we need to be passionate about growing in our own walk with Christ so that we can make a difference and and not let people look down on us. But that verse really does have stem from holiness and seeking righteousness. And I think that's so huge to, to, to really, really uh, take that true. Another verse that I think is very inspiring is Acts 2.17. Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, this is basically quoting the prophet Joel from uh, the Old Testament. And the prophet Joel is saying, or it's quoting God, what God was saying to the prophet Joel. Peter's quoting this in his sermon at Pentecost to everyone in like the first major sermon ever after Pentecost. And he says, your sons in, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. This is what God said. God says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. Your Sons and daughters will cry out. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And I really like that verse because it shows that in the last days, which we may or may not be close to the last days, it feels like it for sure. We, but it also felt that way for people for thousands of years too. So we may or may not be close to the time of Jesus's return. But if we are, we're closer than anyone before us for sure. That's at least. But uh, since we are approaching eventually the end as as jesus tells us to be be ready for we ha- we can realize that in the last day young people are a big part of that young people leading boldly young people crying out young people seeing visions and prophesying and all this crazy awesome stuff yeah and also old men have a part of this too old men will dream dreams and that's really really special too because you have a multi-generational partnership of old men dreaming dreams and really kind of getting behind this and young people leading and prophesying and leading the way and i think that's really cool and something that we can be encouraged by and and take to heart and see happen in our lives and and i just think there's such a need in this generation is such a need in the world and it's now is the time to rise up and to do something. And, uh, and that's why I've been passionate. That's why I started the How to Life movement. That's why I started the Z conference, some of these things, because I knew that there was a need for Gen Z to come together. And now before we're done, can I maybe pray uh, to kind of close of out this time? Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll, I'll pray then uh, kind of just right now for our generation, if that works. Yeah. So, God, we just thank you so much for what you're doing in this generation. And I pray that you might move powerfully. And I thank you for Jacob and and everything you're using him to do here and uh, and for everybody that's listening at home. And I pray that whoever's listening to this, that they may be encouraged, inspired to lead boldly for you uh, in a way beyond whatever they've done before, because there is a need today. There's a need in our world. And we thank you for what you're doing and are so expectant. And we do pray that you would bring revival even in our generation. We know that that's a, something that we would love to see happen. And, and we, I pray that you would raise up more leaders. I pray for laborers to go out into the harvest, to bring in the harvest in for you. And I just pray that you'll do a mighty work in, in our day and age. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. We always we always close with either a challenge or a word. And and for all you guys listening, you have influence. You have influence now to to influence those next to you to to speak Christ into them. And um, if you have any questions or if you want to jump in on this how to life movement. Com. So you can visit howtolifemovement.com. Also uh, reach out to us on Instagram at, at howtolifemovement. Uh, also check out the Z Conference at the Z Comp. Thank you so much again for listening to the Main Pursuit Podcast. And to make sure, once again, that you don't miss any episodes, make sure you hit that subscribe button or visit mainpursuit.org.